Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, everybody. Welcome to today's show. My name is Spencer Walsh. Thank you so much for joining us here today. Really do appreciate it. On today's show, we have new exclusive reporting from the wonderful Daily Poster website about how all about it, really how Big Pharma bought Kristen Cinema because she wasn't always like this. She wasn't always like, a, you know, the crazy, kooky uh, girl who would vote against the minimum wage and, you know, just be like, quirky, you know, here's my ring that says, F you literally and post that on Instagram. No, she used to be a pretty like hardcore dyed in the wool Ralph Nader of all people supporting leftist. We'll take a look at that transformation on today's show. Also, lawmakers are insisting that Havana syndrome is now the result of escalating attacks. So guys, this yeah, this may be this may be concerning. Are you or someone you know, a United States diplomat, well, you may be at risk from hearing cicadas out late at night. Pretty crazy stuff. And also, Kristen Sinema, speaking of her, you know, we're going to have our last story on her as well. This is from Ken Klippenstein in The Intercept. Uh, this is about how Kristen Sinema literally teaching a course on fundraising at Arizona State University for graduate students. Literally about how to fundraise. Like, imagine if you're a, like a, a politically interested person taking class from Kristen Sinema at this moment in time about how to fundraise. What must be going through your minds? Wow. That's something else. Ken Klippstein has that story. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we are ready today and getting started with this very interesting, like, you know, kind of origin story uh, about Kristen Cinema. because you may have heard, I don't think we've talked about it too much on this show, but you may have heard at some point or another that she is, or at least she did have at some point, a pretty left-wing background. Um, so it's all about, like, you know, how Big Farmer flipped Kristen Cinema, who is now threatening to be their key obstructionist. Um, the pharmaceutical industry is very savvy, said Representative Roe Connor during a Daily Post or live chat. They pick one or two people they need to block things on the relevant committees or at the relevant time. You know, they just have these few a few highly placed people up there. Um, and really, they're the ones who are going to be willing to stand up. Because there's one thing to, you know, tacitly support it, go to all the fundraisers, know all the people. But 
there, it's another thing to be the person who's going to draw all that media attention, going to draw that activist attention, and be the person who people are going to not let have a normal, comfortable life. Which, by the way, yeah, talking about you know all these interruptions she's experienced, it wasn't just a bathroom incident. She's like been interrupted and hassled on the plane. Like it is so important. Like that that should be the minimum standard. Like that should be the minimum standard of how I, I believe senators should be treated. Uh, when they step into public, like people should be voicing their displeasure with them and doing it in exactly that kind of way. Like sh- the, nobody who ever confronted Kristen Cinema did it in any kind of vile, any kind of like disgusting, you know, aggressive, insulting, derogatory way. Just asking, you know, ha- in you know very close and personal ways. Because again, they, this was literally their last resort. She would not talk to them under any circumstances, um, and. They would just not be really given the time of day by her. So it made it from Congress to Congress where Connor explained uh, he's a member of the Congressional Progressive Caucus. We try to get 90 to 95 percent of the caucus. They are focused on, not on 90 percent but the blockers because that's really what you do. Like when you're in a position like Kristen Sinema uh, who is really serving the interests of Big Pharma, like you're trying to get like just a few little things not to go through. Like if you just – or in this case it's still a bit tougher because it's the whole bill – and the bill is popular, and the bill has the support of so much of the Democratic caucus. But like most of the time, you're just trying to like all you got to do is just say no. All you got to do is like stir the wa- like stir the confusion in the waters a little bit. Just say, oh, it's going to be too expensive. We're not sure what could happen. There could be massive losses and jobs and innovation. You know, like this kind of stuff. Like that is a traditional, like, specifically a big pharma move. But like it is very, very po- like. Uh, possible and very probable that this stuff happens and you know kind of talking about it here he knows better than me um that it happens on the regular so here he is it looks like we're having a little bit of trouble with the audio here just one moment okay there we go uh this is yeah david sirota talking how much do you think the influence of Campaign donors, corporate influence, dark money groups, how much is that playing a role in whatever the final outcome is going to be right now? A big role. I mean, you can't watch the process and say that when the American people overwhelmingly are for having prescription drugs negotiated by Medicare, basically saying that Americans shouldn't pay more than people in other countries. Actually, it's you still, the bill as written allows you to pay 20% more than other countries. It was a a compromise bill. And we've run on this every cycle that I remember. And yet we can't get that through. The pharmaceutical lobby is very savvy, which is why I don't personalize the conflicts to particular senators or congresspeople. Others can, but they pick the one or two people they need to, to block things on the relevant committees of the relevant at the relevant time. But I mean, like when you're talking about like the thing is here, these people know what they're blocking, like, and, and it's I think it's very important. And like, the, as I said, what sh- what's happening with Mansion and Cinema, like that should just be a start, as opposed to the way people like view their senators, because the crimes that they commit on like like knowing life and death situation, people will live or die and face like serious medical or like health consequences based on what you do with your vote. And you're just sitting there going to fundraisers left. Like, you can't stop going to fundraisers, like, for two seconds just, like, in order to try, try, try and save people's lives. And it literally is just so simple. Like, everybody 
every district like support like this is something that's like, overwhelmingly popular like and just every ex- like weak lame pathetic excuse that they have thrown at all of this for years and like every single like left of center just anything any movement to the left of the incredibly like right-wing position where we may be at this current time like everything that they may have thrown that like just it does not apply especially especially with the, by the way the prescription drug situation which is especially egregious given like how like incredibly important but like clearly beneficial it would be um like the only people who I, I feel like the only people who could possibly be against something like that are just people who like you know are subscribed to like the pharma like trade publication or like me- literally members of like the pharma lobbying group like that is or just people who ju- like directly have their bottom lines affected by that and or people who of course you know given that this is the you know this is the country that we live in or people who you know judging to the fact that this is so much a corporatocracy, ha- like, have had their minds so thoroughly brainwashed. Like, for example, like, Uber Lyft, Lyft drivers on uh, Prop 22, some of the stuff that Amazon was doing, like, every union drive ever. Like, all of this stuff happens so frequently. And, like, these senators, I think, like, have to be made aware. Like, if our politics is start, is, is going to start to get, like, more poignant, like, more powerful and more actually, like, materially focused... People are going to have to start making, in my opinion, interactions like, you know, what we see with Manchin and Cinema, the absolute norm, not the exception. Uh, and it may differ uh, from Congress to Congress. So we try to get 90, 95 percent, but they are focused not on 90 percent. They're focused on the blockers. And they've succeeded, unfortunately, up till in my five years of Congress, blocking it, blocking it, blocking it. So uh, we have to try to overcome that. I mean, we're pushing. We've got 95% of the caucus, but we need to push to have prescription drug reform. We need to push to have the expansion of Medicare. Again, the Dental Association is opposed to that. I I wonder why. They don't want to accept Medicare prices. Uh, So, uh, you know, these things have powerful interests on the other side. And they certainly do, and they certainly have growing interest in power uh, trying to stop them, but one of the one of the big people on the pharmaceutical side, obviously Kristen Cinema, in this current Congress has pretty much led the effort on behalf of Big Pharma. Um, pharmaceutical political action committees have suddenly been funneling her to her more money than they did the whole six years she served in the U.S. House. Pharmaceutical companies can charge up to four times as much in the U.S. for name brand pharmaceuticals than in other countries, in part because Congress barred Medicare from using its bulk purchasing power to negotiate lower drug prices. President Joe Biden and most Democrats support lifting that prohibition and the reconciliation legislation to move that would save hundreds of billions of dollars, but and also, you know, probably hundreds of thousands of lives, like people just getting access to these like incredibly important prescription drugs for so much less, rationing insulin, all that stuff. We've heard so much about. Um, but cinema has been emerged as pretty much the party's prominent, most prominent opponent to the plan. Of course, she has her uh, acolytes, her uh, you know, farmer friends like Josh Gottheimer in the House. But it is still, you know, this, this is like a very potent. Uh, one-two punch of people, and like these are people who you know they're willing to do anything uh, because they have just all they got to do is just keep saying no, and they have a bunch of powerful people sucked up behind them to uh, continue to say no. Um, 
her heel turn has pretty been a, been a pretty dramatic shift. So she was once a progressive activist on this stuff. She campaigned on lowering drug prices in her 2018 Senate race, and she was still calling on Congress to address the rising drug costs as recently as last year, boasting in her Senate website that she was fighting to ensure life-saving drugs that would be more affordable. And there's all these tweets to be like, you know, it's so stupid to pass something through reconciliation, or to, to not pass something through reconciliation. Like, some people like Joe Lieberman, they just want to vote like Republicans. Where the fun in that? Like, literally just complete, rep, like, representing a, a complete and utter 180-degree heel turn here. Um, so, it's yeah, it's clear now the pharmaceutical industry has been courting cinema for some time, indeed, in March 2021, as the pharmaceutical pack was flooding money into her campaign coffers. Drug lobbyists were already bragging to Beltway reporters that they may had found their lead blocker in cinema. Cinema has studiously avoided giving the public any details about where she actually stands, on virtually any of the policy proposals in the Democrats' reconciliation legislation, refusing to speak with activists, reporters, or even other Democratic lawmakers about that they're furious about the fact that she just will not speak. She will not give them the time of day. She like because again, they just can't seem to process it. With like you know, they're always trying to assume good intentions, despite on you know, <laughs> just pretty much based on what is clearly going on right in front of their face about what you know, Sinema's like literally leaving negotiations to like run Iron Mare. Uh, like run the Iron Man to like her next big uh, big donor fundraiser, like that is literally a lot of what we're seeing <laughs> pretty much from her at the point uh, at this point. Um, we only know Cinema has opposed Democrat drug pricing pricing plan thanks to a political report which cites, cited anonymous sources familiar with their thinking. You know, honestly, I would not be because we don't know what it is, and the best we can do is like these reports uh, about what she's been saying, and hopefully assume they're like at least someone act accurate, you know, whether it be Cinema's team who's leaking, or um, people who are closer to, you know, Joe Biden, the Democratic leadership, we, you know, you can judge that based on the report, you know, sourcing, all that stuff, but, you know, that's the best way we're going to find out about this, because I think they're just going to be keeping this negotiation uh, largely private, but it makes sense that Cinema would be reluctant to publicly explain her opposition to the Democrats' drug pricing, drug pricing plan because she would sound ridiculous like a craven hypocrite straight out of Veep. Uh, during her 2018 Democratic primary campaign, Cinema released a direct-to-camera ad noting her family had struggled with health care costs when she was younger. We need to make sure that healthcare is affordable with access to low-cost prescriptions or lowest, lowest-cost prescriptions. Again, this is not even the lowest-cost prescription bill. Like, if she was actually saying in her campaign promise that she would be fighting to make it 0% higher. Like, we still, as Americans, just have to pay 20% higher. Like, at this point, just, like, that's, like, just leaving a quarter, like, you know, it's just, come on. Like, why not, why that extra 20%? Like, that's just even more of an insult in the way. Uh, but, still, that just is, no, nowhere near enough. Not sufficient in any way to please Big Pharma and Kristen Cinema. So, like... Yeah, it it is really really something here, and of course you know that Veep clip has been pretty pretty incredible. Uh, this is the Veep noodle analogy that David Toretto was uh, referencing. Good morning. How do you make two perfectly pleasant words so irritating? And here he is, the man who can't take a leak without pulling his balls. Bring me my cerise colored binder, Jonah. By the way, explicit cerise. content here. If you have uh, yes, watched Veep, VP's have watched Veep. base visit today. Secretary of Defense Maddox is living up to his name. He's mad. As an ox. I'm sure I can break up any cat fights when I get there. The Veep's more concerned with the hostage situation. 
Yeah, yeah, I was talking to POTUS last night. He had a pro-strike hawk boner the size of Jonah, and then you talked to him about it this morning, and he's suddenly totally against the operation. All I do is provide POTUS with the polls, cold numbers. God, I hate numbers. I mean, there's cultures that don't even have any numbers, and they do just fine. Well, Ben... Yeah, that's just like, you know, politics, I think, you know, oftentimes, you know, people talk about it's like House of Cards is like Veep. Probably a little bit more like Veep, at least on the, you know, the basic operational level. Level, uh, You know, because, you know, there's plenty of evil crap in Veep, but it just kind of gets, like, uh, lost in the shuffle of how, like, hilariously incompetent everybody is, which I think is, you know, more closer to the truth. Um, just all, so pretty much the same, like, you, like, you have this huge, incredible, like, paper trail of her just slowly, even recently, even recently, having a very strong position saying, we at least have to negotiate on prescription drug costs. Um, but that has just completely gone out the window the moment Big Pharma comes calling. Hello, everybody, and welcome to our segment to tell you all about what's going on here on the Spencer Walsh Radio Network this summer. We do, as I'm sure you know, have a great lineup available for you. We, of course, start with our flagship show, Newsflash, all new Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays, uncultured, um, irregularly, back every Saturday with live music and sports analysis with my co-host of the summer, Bennett Laxon. Hidden History will be brand new every Thursday on a bit of a hiatus, but will return shortly. It's the summer of podcasting. It's the summer of sounds. All you got to do is just keep listening. Wherever you get your podcasts, always here on the Spencer Walsh Radio Network. And we are starting to add some podcasts back in, so I just want to take you, uh, take a moment to clue you in about another fun podcast that's coming our way. That's right, we're bringing back the Spencer Walsh Show. I will be doing an hour on actual radio uh, 91.5 WMFO in Medford, and that will be the Spencer Walsh Show in podcast coming. Should be by the end of this month, so stay tuned on speaker.com slash CSWS, wherever you get your podcast, we'll have that set up, and we will keep you informed uh, when that is coming for sure. You know, bring the kind of the uncultured X newsflash. Uh, that's pretty much what you can see. It's kind of a combination. Uncultured newsflash combined there. Um, so, yeah, very, very exciting stuff. Um, let's go to another very interesting, very disturbing story, ladies and gentlemen. We are under attack. That's right. We are under a terrorist attack here. This is in the Rolling Stone. Since 2016, more than 200 U.S. officials working abroad have reported experiencing Havana Syndrome. It's a cluster of mysterious, unexplained, you know, like all the stuff. It either sounds like they got a hangover or they heard some cicadas or there's some like really just really kind of psychological explanation like that they're just making really such an incredibly big deal out of this for clearly no reason and just faking symptoms. Um, And, you know, the government has really thought that for a long time as well, um, pretty much for the entire like Trump term. And then now under Biden, they just recently passed a bill that said that, you know, these people of all, of all the Americans, these people need to get special treatment at Walter Reed. Uh, these like CIA people who are in, 
you know, embassies where, you know, I've heard theorized because embassies are a like, probably the biggest spot for, you know, U.S. surveillance equipment. They put it in embassies in the very like, kind of hostile countries. For example, they recently built a brand new embassy under the Obama administration in Havana, Cuba, you know. And obviously that was where the Havana syndrome started. And they have, it, can, it could be radiation from that. Uh, you know, that that's a theory people have been, you know, speculating about just as an explanation for this really weird, unexplainable, completely, like, there's no coherent narrative you could put around this entire situation. Um, so, while the reasons for the phenomenon, behind the phenomenon are still unclear, Politico reported the government has turned up new evidence pointing to direct energy attacks as a cause of the symptoms. Citing five lawmakers and officials briefed on the matter, Politico reported that lawmakers and investigators are becoming increasingly confident. In other words, you know, we're increasingly uh, getting convinced that we need to, you know, actually put a name to this because it's just getting a little bit too weird and like, kind of long. Uh, you know, we're just letting this go on with that firm, you know, government line. See, so yeah, it's starting to be like direct energy is the way that they're they're thinking about this. Like, so what is direct energy? What are these like microwave technologies? Um. And so, here's the best part. The problem is getting worse. Microwave technologies, they're not going away, folks. They're getting worse. They're threatening our troops more and more and more. And, you know, something needs to be done about this. You know, give the CIA more money. Why not? You know, that's, that's perfect. Uh, so, yeah, Susan Collins and Marco Rubio have been leading the charge on this. There have been additional attacks, which is very disturbing, Collins said. It's been taken very seriously due to the director of the CIA, who has put some very highly qualified people on it. Hopefully we'll make some headway because it's a problem that's escalating, Rubio said. And it's not something that's happened in the past. It's something that has happened and it is ongoing. Havana Syndrome, uh, got its name, because the first U.S. and Canadian diplomats reported strange, reporting strange symptoms took place in Cuba. Uh, since then, diplomats serving in other places around the world uh, have come forward to report symptoms, including U.S. federal employees in Austria, Siberia, and Germany. German police confirmed Friday that in August they launched an investigation into alleged sonic weapons attack on employees of the U.S. Embassy after several reported symptoms. So many potential causes have been suggested as uh, for the possible reasons of these mysterious symptoms. So pretty much every kind of like non-governmental agency, or actually, no, the CDC actually was pretty much like you know most of the stuff is BS. And then I know, and then the FBI came down. They did a months long. I mean, the people from Criminal Minds they came down there. The BAU, uh, you know, what's the guy? The people like like the skinny young guy Reed, Reed, Doctor Reed. Yeah, that guy from Criminal Minds. Just picture that. He was down there um, on on Havana, you know, in Havana, Cuba, beautiful Havana, Cuba, doing a months-long investigation with Gideon. And, you know, I watched, like, the first few seasons of that. So um, I know he dies eventually or whatever. But, um, so, yeah, sorry if I spoke for you. I don't really care. But, yeah, so they were down there. They were doing all this investigation. They pretty much came up and said that it was, you know, nothing and we're moving on. But the a report by the National Academy of Sciences and Engineering and Medicine, it was concluded that, concluded that it was, quote, plausible that directed pulsed radio frequency energy was behind the symptoms. Um, the interesting thing about this here is the technology behind it, because what we don't know is, like, it really seems like the the best stuff that we know about this is, is really it's used by, it was originally used, it was developed for, you know, uh, military use, but it's really been pawned off by this kind of non-lethal weaponry has been pawned off to police departments all across the country for things like protests, crowd control, you know, just sending off these, you know, beams that make you, 
hear these like awful noises inside your head. You get headaches, dizzy, nauseous if you stay there for too too long a time. But these are big trucks. These are you know like portable, or not like not like portable little like spray guns that you can you know hide behind a bush and you go boom, and like all the all of a sudden the person starts you know rubbing their temples in pain. Like that is not how it works based on technology that we know about. You know, the thing where it starts to get interesting, and, like, these are, these are things like, you know, the UFO situation, where just nothing really that we know about currently existing seems to make sense that could have caused the situation. Um, so, a declassified State Department report from 2018 found that Indy's uh, short-tailed crickets <laughs> were responsible for restraint-jointed noises recorded by U.S. diplomats in Cuba that were thought to have potentially been connected to the attacks. A 2019 study published in JAMA, a respected medical journal, found that U.S. officials experienced some type of brain trauma, which like that can actually be proven, that is like true, but that can also be psychosomatic. Um, so, of course, meaning they have no physical cause. Uh, Rubio dismissed the idea. Uh, telling political that I think that's quackery, you know. Yeah, the idea that people, the idea that people are psychosomatic because they're getting feeling, hearing like random noises and like like clicking sounds on their head, the idea that they're psychosomatic, that is the quackery. The idea that our brave intelligence officials would ever lie or misrepresent something, that is like the real quackery, you know. According to, according to Michael Rubio, um, I'd invite. The, them to explain to the now dozens of people who have suffered documented brain injuries that in many cases have made them incapable of ever working again. Yeah, oh, I will. Like, you were the ambassador in Cuba? You know, sorry. You Like, I don't, I don't know. But I don't know what it is, but it was not some, like, crazy Russian or Cuban spy hiding behind, hiding behind a bush, you know, like, spraying some microwaves at you. Like, that's BS. Uh, I mean, unless you want to tell us something, U.S. government, like, uh, President Biden signed a bill on Friday, though, to compensate diplomats who reported symptoms and get them proper medical care. All right, let's now turn the page to our last story in just 20 seconds. Buckingham Palace has announced the death of His Royal Highness the Duke of Edinburgh. It's news flash. Yes, it is. And this is a story here from Ken Klippenstein in The Intercept. And uh, he writes that all students hope to learn from <laughs> yeah, top experts in their respective fields. Uh, and really, frankly, graduate, especially when it comes to raising pharma money, uh, graduate students at ASU. Arizona State, Arizona State University have an unusual opportunity this fall to do just that because that's right. Um, fresh off the summer of interning at a donor's winery, she is now going to Arizona State University Center, Kristen Cinema of Arizona, currently holding up some of the most significant legislation we've seen out of a Democratic administration in years. Um, she is now teaching a class at Arizona State University on how to fundraise, not making that up. And again, it's not just small dollar fundraising. It's about developing grants and fundraising. It's one of the two classes Cinema is teaching this fall at Arizona State University School of Social Work. The syllabus, which was obtained by The Intercept, says students will learn diverse fundraising strategies uh, <laughs> again, for nonprofits, as well as how to cultivate donors uh, as well as large individual donors 
by leveraging resources like opportunistic fundraising, finding supporters from major fundraising events, and, well, quote, again, direct quote, asking for money. You got to ask for that bacon sometimes. Like, if you're, if you're going to be a fundraiser, sometimes you just got to ask for money, folks. And nobody is better than that than Kristen Cinema. The outline identifies the key course concepts and corporate giving, such as corporate giving, political strategy, influence, and power, as well as more socially conscious terms like discrimination, oppression, and privilege. So, you know, I, I, they had to wokeify it. I'm sure Kristen Cinema was uh, thrilled with that, being, you know, she's just kind of a moderate conservative Democrat now. Um, one of the required books is fundraising for social change, ironic in light of Cinema's attempts to ensure things like corporate tax rates remain unchanged. Cinema's spokesperson, you know, shockingly, did not respond for a request to comment. That's not a really good, you know, investment in a spokesperson, I gotta say. Um, yeah, it's like the Cinema syllabus is on the intercept if you want to go check that out. She's a PhD, JD, MSW, MBA. Uh, yeah, really tack on those titles there, Kristen. Um, so yeah, three semester hours you get in the course it explores diverse elements that potentially form part of a nonprofit resource plan. Proposals, donated volunteer, vo- donated or volunteered materials and services, fundraising events and user fees, both technical and interpersonal political aspects of grantsmanship. Grantsmanship, like <laughs> what a term that is. Fundraising and resource development are reviewed. Are are uh, reviewed. All right, so yeah, really quite a remarkable, uh, quite a remarkable, very ironic to like one of the perfect like kind of like let them eat cake, uh, very cinema twist, like the exact type of thing you would expect someone like Chris Cinema to do. Fundraising is obviously a subject that the Arizona senator knows a thing or two about, folks. You know, have you heard about this gal? Uh, she's raised an eye popping sum of money from groups opposed to. Uh, President Joe Biden's Build Back Better agenda. Cinema has racked up some $920,000 in campaign contributions from said groups, according to analysis from Accountable.us, a watchdog group that monitors corporate lobbying. In the past two years, she's received about 10 tens of thousands of dollars in maxed-out contributions from private equity partners and investment firms, CEOs who stand to lose in the event of a tax hike on corporations or the rich, as The Intercept reported last month. Cinema recently told colleagues that she would not accept any corporate tax or income tax increases, The New York Times reported. She also threatened to, uh, to obstruct major drug pricing reforms, which would drive down skyrocketing pharmaceutical price, prices industry-wide by allowing Medicare to negotiate them. Cinema ran on lowering drug prices in 2018. The Daily Poster points out, but change her tune, as we talked about in the beginning of the show, to have the uh, pharmaceutical industry begin to court her. Since entering Congress, she has received more than $6 million in donations from her finance, insurance, and real estate industry buddies. Um, yeah, it's really going to be interesting to see, like, how, like, what she does next. Like, she is such a figure in politics. Like, she is, like, you know, normally when you get someone who's, like, an obstructionist, you get someone like Manchin, who is much more doing it for political reasons. Like, who wants the, you know, West Virginia government, who wants to play, like, play politics to West Virginia and, like, thinks that if he just, like, uh, screws with the Democratic Party enough, he'll be able to get, you know, he'll be able to get it done. I personally think that, pol- like, the politics and the Build Back Better agenda are popular in West Virginia, so I think that's a pretty bad strategy. Like, if you cared about, actually, the stuff in it, you could make it big appeal. I think it probably, like, an easy appeal to the West Virginia constituents, uh, especially the Democratic side, to get behind this 
and you know actually put effort into growing the Democratic Party. He's just like he's just a political machine operator. Uh, but Kristen Cinema, she is something else. Uh, I think that is undeniable. So it's going to be very interesting to see what happens with her down the road, and you know especially what happens come twenty twenty four with all this uh, big big energy to primary. All right. You know what? We could do a show tomorrow. I think we might. Stay tuned for that. It's News Flash.